Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Hi, friends. I'm Laura Adams, and you're listening to the Money Girl Podcast. Thanks so much for downloading and joining me for this week's show. Unless you live in a big city that offers public transportation or car sharing services, you probably rely on your own vehicle to get to work, run errands, or just go have fun. Paying for a vehicle is one of the biggest expenses that many people have. But knowing whether you should buy or lease a car can be confusing. So in this episode, I'll explain the cost of buying and leasing a car. My goal is to help you understand the basic pros and cons of each option and how to get the best return on your investment depending on your lifestyle, budget, and financial goals. As always, I'm going to give you a bunch of resources. To see them all, you just need to visit the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com. Then look for episode number 379 called Buying or Leasing, Which Costs Less? When you buy a new or used car, you probably know that you can pay cash or get an auto loan. However, whether you can get approved for a loan, how much, and the interest rate you'll pay depends on several factors such as your credit score, income, and the age of the vehicle. And by the way, if you're frustrated with having poor credit or having a really difficult time building it up, you definitely want to check out my Credit Score Survival Kit. It will show you step-by-step what to do. Visit my personal site and download it for free at lauradadams.com. That's lauradadams.com. Look for the Credit Score Survival Kit. No matter if the car you want to finance is used or brand new, you generally have to make a down payment in the range of 10 to 20% of the car's price. For instance, if you want a $20,000 vehicle, you might have to pay $4,000 of your own money in order to receive $16,000 from a lender. But you might be thinking, what if I don't have any savings for a down payment? Well, zero or low down payment car loans do exist. However, they charge much higher interest rates, which means you'll have higher monthly payments and end up paying much more interest over the life of the loan. And by the way, don't confuse a zero down loan with a zero interest loan. Sometimes you can get a zero down and zero interest special deal, but only in rare cases where a dealer offers it and you have excellent credit. While it might seem great to pay little or nothing out of pocket, It comes with a huge downside, which is called being upside down. 
No, I'm not talking about your car flipping over in an accident. Upside down is a common term for what happens when you owe more money for a car than it's worth. Unfortunately, most vehicles depreciate very quickly. New cars can lose as much as 25% of their value after just the first year of ownership, depending on the make, model, condition, and state of the used car market. Used cars also depreciate, but much more slowly. That's why buying a second-hand vehicle can be a great deal. The original owner takes the biggest depreciation hit, not you. The vast majority of vehicles that I've purchased have been pre-owned for this very reason. After accounting for depreciation, sales tax, and registration costs, it's easy to see why you can be upside down right away if you make low or a no-down payment on a vehicle. Here's the problem. If you need to sell the car or it gets totaled in an accident, you might not receive enough money to pay off the loan. A buyer or an insurance company will only give you market value for a vehicle, not what you still owe on your loan. You might have to make up the difference from your own savings. The best way to prevent being upside down on a car loan is to make as big a down payment as possible so you have equity in the vehicle. That also increases your chances of getting approved for a loan in the first place. It will reduce your monthly payments, cut your interest expense, and offsets the inevitable depreciation. While buying a car, especially a brand new one, can be expensive, ownership comes with privileges. Here are some benefits of buying a car. You can drive it as many miles as you want. You can customize it. You can maintain it or not maintain it any way you want. You can sell or trade it at any time, and you may eventually pay it off and drive it for years without a car payment. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. Now, let's look at the cost of leasing a vehicle instead of buying one. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Okay, back to the cost of leasing a vehicle instead of buying one. According to Edmonds, approximately 22% of new cars were leased in 2012. There are multiple factors that go into the calculation of a monthly car lease payment. It depends on the lease term, such as three or five years, the retail price of the car, your down payment, credit rating, the depreciation, dealer fees, and state and local taxes. Your lease payment must cover the depreciation that will occur during the term of the lease, plus give the dealer a profit for making the deal with you. At the end of the lease, you can return the car or buy it at a predetermined depreciated value, which is known as the resale or residual value. Different makes and models of cars have very different depreciation rates. The higher the residual value, the more it's worth at the end of the lease, and the lower your lease payments will be. So remember this, vehicles that depreciate the least are the best to lease. To research vehicle prices and depreciation rates, use some of these terrific resources, Kelly Blue Book, True Car, Edmunds, Web2Cars, and Auto Traders. And I'll put links to these resources in the notes for this show on the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com. Here's a quick and dirty tip. Leasing is just another form of financing, so it's still very important to negotiate the price of the car, which is known as the capitalized cost, just like you would if you were buying the car. Focus on the capitalized cost more than the amount of your monthly payment. Monthly lease payments are typically lower than loan payments for the same vehicle over the same term. But in general, the cost of leasing is more expensive over time because you are not building any equity in the vehicle. I mentioned that owning a car comes with privileges. Well, leasing a car comes with restrictions. For instance, you can only drive a certain number of miles, such as 10 to 15,000 per year, without having to pay a per-mile penalty at the end of the lease. Additionally, you're responsible for routine maintenance, and you can't make any modifications or upgrades to the car. However, there are some benefits to leasing that may make it worthwhile. Your monthly payment may be substantially less than buying the same vehicle. You can drive a new car with the latest options and safety features. You'll likely be under a manufacturer warranty during the lease term, which protects you from having to pay for major repairs. And you don't have to deal with selling or trading in your old car. If you decide to buy a new vehicle, make sure the manufacturer isn't planning to make any major changes to the body style in the next year or two. That could date your car and accelerate its depreciation. It's better to purchase a new vehicle in its first or second year of a major styling change. Also, consider buying GAAP insurance. That stands for Guaranteed Asset Protection. That's insurance that eliminates the problem of being upside down on a car that we talked about. It covers the difference between what you owe for a car and what the insurance company gives you if your car is totaled or stolen. It's usually sold separately, but can also be bundled into the cost of a car insurance package. 
If you decide to lease, you can choose to purchase the vehicle at the end of the lease term. That may be a better deal compared to buying another vehicle of the same age, but be sure to do your homework to find out. You'll also have peace of mind knowing the complete maintenance history of the vehicle. Leasing a car and then buying it when the term is up can be a great option if you're just starting out. You'll get a lower payment now, but in a few years could be in a better financial position to qualify for a low-rate loan and handle potential future repair costs. To sum up, buying a car, even with a loan, allows you to have full ownership of it. Leasing one, on the other hand, allows you to use it for a set period of time only with limited privileges. If the convenience and benefits of leasing are appealing, make sure you understand what they cost compared to buying. Use a buy or lease calculator to help you crunch the numbers, and I'll put a link to one in the show notes. But if saving money over the long term is your primary financial goal, then buying a vehicle is best. Make a commitment to drive it until the repair costs begin to exceed the cost of replacing it. And once your loan is paid off, a good tip is to keep sending the same amount of money to a savings or retirement account to easily build wealth for the future. If you have money questions that you'd like for me to cover in a future podcast or newsletter, send them to money at quickanddirtytips.com, or you can post them on the Money Girl Facebook page or tweet me at username at Laura Adams. And if you're enjoying the show and are getting value from it, I'd love to know. The best way to do that is to post a five-star review on iTunes. I want to highlight a few recent ones. We had a five-star review from Mother Mercy who says, Short, sweet, and very practical. I learn more here than from most money magazines, websites, etc. That's awesome. Thank you. And Howard OKC says, I'm a loyal Money Girl listener who has followed since episode number one. The show is right in duration. Not too long, not too short. Howard, thanks for being such a longtime listener. And Hypervelocity says, love this podcast. She always has great tips and advice. Thanks so much for submitting those recent reviews. I'm glad you're listening. Cha-ching! That's all for now. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.